the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. As always, it's me, it's Sam. Delighted to say I'm joined by my partner in crime, Matt. How are you getting on, Sam? You alright? Yes, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's been a strange old week in the life of a Tottenham Hotspur fan. As always. Um, and we got... Yeah, yeah, it's weird actually. You could probably say that for every week in our <laughs> lives, but... Um, we have got like a mountain of stuff to talk about. You know, there's some podcasts we do, and it kind of like, what we're we going to talk about this week? Oh, I know. Um, you know, one of our youth players chipped the nail. You know, it's like the <laughs> some weeks there's nothing, and then there's other weeks where it's like, okay, I could probably do a ten hour show and still miss something. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but we got some time constraints this week, so we're going to be it's going to be fast paced, ladies and germs. This is this is going to be kicking it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start off with very very quickly to say we have got a competition to win a shirt. I've extended it by a week. Now I'm not going to talk about how to enter. That was all on last week's podcast. The reason why I'm extending it is because some people have emailed in. They've done the reviews. They're not showing up yet. They can take a few days to do. So I'm going to give it a week. All of the people who have entered, the reviews will show. If you're listening to this and you want to know how to enter, listen to last week's show. It's all on there. I'm not going to say any more now because that's not fair to all the people who have already entered. So, extending it, the winner will be announced on next week's show. uh, Purely because uh, I didn't take into account just how long some of these things actually take to show up. So, that's fair as fair. Yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. That's being fair. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, the thing we have to kick this podcast off with, I think, is the Newcastle United game. Um, we played uh, Newcastle United in the Premier League. Uh, the game finished one all, uh, which doesn't tell the story at all. <laughs> um, we, I, I, I can only speak to me, but I actually thought the first half against Newcastle was probably the most entertaining I've seen us in quite some time. I was really pleased with how we were playing, really pleased with the tempo, how the team looked, the way the players were working, the the pressing was back. Uh, Second half uh, fell off a little bit, but still, it wasn't a bad performance. Um, But we've ended up drawing the game. Um, In football, and and don't worry Matt, I'm going to let you come in like a freight train in a minute on this, I'm I'm just (laughs) lining it up for you. But in in football, in throughout my entire life, when you're 1-0 up, you know, right? You just know at the back of your mind, especially as Tottenham fans. You can be 10-0 up as a Tottenham fan, still panic. But, you know, 1-0 up, you've got in the back of your mind, it's only ever one 40-yard worldie away from it being one all. Yeah. Or you're only ever away from one of your defenders having a complete Serge Aurier moment and just hacking somebody down when they didn't need to, you know? Mm. And in football... No matter how much that annoys you, no matter how much that makes you want to get up and put your fist through the TV or anything, you kind of go, oh, you know, he's hit that from 40 yards into the top bins. That's so aggravating. You talk about all the chances you missed and you're annoyed. But that's it. You're annoyed because it's happened. You're annoyed because someone with amazing skills scored a goal in the last minute, even though you've battered them. That's football. That is kind of... Why the game's so exciting to watch for so many people. 
what happened to us against Newcastle, I really am still, this is a fair few days away from it, struggling to really wrap my head around it. To the point, and we'll come on to talk about this in a moment, to the point that it affected me watching the Chelsea game. And, you know, like I said, we'll talk about that in a bit. But what happened to us, I, I'm struggling with on so many levels because, like I said, if a player, a bit of skill in the 96th minute grabs a draw, it's annoying, but that's football. If someone does something brainless and gives away a penalty, a free kick, they score from it. That's annoying. It's football. Hmm. What happened to us to me isn't football. And I am now going to stand back. I'm <laughs> going to grab a seat, grab some popcorn. Uh, Matt, would you like to share your views on uh, what happened? <laughs> I mean, I, I for, for, to start with, I appreciate that a few people are saying, well, we should have been, the game should have been dead and buried by the time that penalty happened. Yeah. But, I don't buy that 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 kind of way of thinking because, like you said, like if they'd have scored a forty-yard weldy, then yeah, look, we should have had that game dead and buried. You know, they scored. Good luck to them. They got the draw. But oh, mate, where do I even start? Look, even after the game, you've got their manager. Like, you know, embarrassed. He's embarrassed that they've they've yeah. got that goal. You know, everyone, no one, not not. To a man, every single person you listen to, whatever football team they're associated with, thinks it was a terrible decision. There's not one person that even says, well, maybe this. look at it this way, look at it this way. No one is. It's just 100% blanket, terrible, terrible thing that happened. And I say decision because I, I don't... See, it's one of those... So looking at it, right, it's obviously with a penalty, right? So he's, Dyer's jumped in the air. He's... Yeah. he's Push, been pushed by Callum Wilson, wasn't he? Push, give him a shove, yep. as you do in a box. Now, yep. <laughs> what, 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 what was he meant to do? Like as a human being, yep. like, forget football for a second. As a human yep. being, if you're two foot in the air and you get a push, immediately your arms are going to come in here because you need to balance yourself. Because otherwise, yeah. you could break your freaking neck as you land so you've got to put your arms up in the air that is just human anatomy that is just what you do as a human being forgetting football then he's not looking at the football he's got because he's being pushed the football is nothing to do with him like you know he's just being pushed he's trying to land behind him the ball hits his arm I I, I don't get it I mean look they're saying I I know that the, the rules are that um you know, you like we like we discussed obviously after the Doherty one, that yeah. to take to take the uh, uh, subjectiveness out of it, it just needs to be like if it hits a hand, then it's a it's a penalty, accident or not. If their arms in an unnatural position, but yeah. I in a in the blog post that I wrote the other day, I said you can't put any blame to the referee, but maybe you could, maybe you can because yeah. the referee needs to look at that and go, okay, his arms in an unnatural position, but. It's not looking. I mean, like, where where does the referee? I, I don't know what your thoughts are, Sam, but I think the referee mm. has to take some of the blame for this un, un, ridiculously unbelievable decision. Well, they the thing is, they've brought this rule in and they they've clarified it to just be that any contact at all with the arm away from the body is a penalty. I mean, that, that's the basic gist of it. So back in back in back in my day. <laughs> 
you had to have, it was like intent, you know, whether you intended, you know, whether you brought your arm to the ball and stuff like that. Because there were situations when I was playing football, and I'm sure you and like when we were watching football, you'd see a ball blasted at someone from two yards. They've lifted their hands to protect their face, and the referee's gone, that ain't a penalty. Yeah. You know, he's protecting his face, sod off. Mm. You know, there's nothing he could do. Or, like, you see the ball blasted against someone's arm as they're moving, and they're not looking, and the referee waves it away. Now, in real time, in the referee's report, which has been released now, he saw that. Right. He gave nothing. Mm. Now, this is where I'm kind of... Technology in football, right? It's there. It's not going to get taken away. Um, VAR then looks at it. The referee says he saw it, gave nothing, because he knew VAR would check it. So instantly, we're seeing behavioural changes for the on-field referees. It kind of makes sense. I understand it. He's thinking, well, I don't want to give a penalty and get overturned. You know, I'd rather them come in my ear and tell me to review it. They say to him, look, it has struck the arm, you you might want to take a look at it and make your, make your decision. That's kind of how the system should work. You know, VAR, that is kind of how the system... So for me, the issue is with the handball rule. So anyone who's on social media, Twitter, will know that after the game, many, many people actually shared the wording of the handball rule. And in there was a clear line that says... It's down to the referee's opinion. You know, it still has this thing about Dyer's looking the other way. So it is the referee's decision in that instance to go, look, yeah, it has hit his arm, but there's nothing he could do about that. And the referee still had the ability then to say no penalty. But he gave it. The reason he gave it is because he's a judge that his arm's in an unnatural position. So as you just said, he's got a shove in the back, his arm's come up higher, it's hit his arm. So where? how far do we go into the VAR thing? I mean, is a shove in the back when someone's jumping okay? Because I see that given as a free kick on a lot of occasions. Hmm. Do you see what I mean? Like, how far do you go into reviewing this? The free kick that led to the cross, when that got reviewed by referees on BT Sports, Sky Sports this week... It's not a free kick. No. The guy literally kicks the ball and jumps with both feet in the air into Hoybier. Yeah. Like literally leaps into him. If you watch it, anyone who's found the clip, he just kicks it and jumps. Not yeah. he's nowhere near him when he jumps. It's not a free kick. So you've got VAR there. Now I I'm gonna talk about rugby for a second, the game, you know, I played. With technology in rugby, one of the things they do is they go, right. That looks like a penalty, but about two phases back, this happened, so therefore, <laughs> it ain't a penalty, it's this. And I don't know, because you're getting to this, with football being so much faster paced, and like I said a minute ago, the referee's now deciding, well, I'm not going to give a decision because VAR is going to pick it up. I mean, we could have gone down the other end and scored, been 2-0, oh no, hang on a minute, and dragged back. Yeah, and and do you know do you know what as well? You you talking about the phases? Uh, I I didn't watch it, but a colleague of mine told me about this the other day uh, when Chelsea uh, were, uh, played West Brom the other day, and they were three yeah. 0 down. They end up in drawing through. I don't know if you know this oh, or yeah, you saw yeah. it, but there was a handball there. But but they yeah. they it was apparently it wasn't in in a phase when they were. But it, but it was like you know. But it's yeah. it's this kind of like. 
you, you're, you're then going back to subjectiveness again, aren't you? Like yeah. it, it's there to, to make things objective, but you can't football. It's the way the nature of football. You can't have uh, objective decisions like this. You know, it, it, it yeah. is subjective. You know, it's how far do you go back? Where's the line drawn? Yeah. You know, do you go back three faced? Do you go back four faced? Do you go back to when the, the, right. when they attacked previously? I mean, this is yeah. it can't. I understand why they brought it in to, to make things more fair, or or uh, their intent was to make things more fair and more yeah. uh, more correct decisions being made. Yeah, but it, it's it's just well, it's, the, it's not the working. The argument always is with referee mistakes in the past is that over the course of an entire season it will even out. Mm. So the argument right now is with these handballs is that over the course of an entire season it will even itself out. Well, here's the kicker, Tottenham fans. They're reviewing it to change it. Yeah. yeah. So this has happened to us now, and the referees this weekend have been ordered to be more lenient. They've said that they still think the dire one would be given because his arm's away from the body, but they're they're saying, you know, be more lenient now. And the Premier League have written to you, I think IFA, FIFA, UEFA to say in practice this is not working. And other leagues are doing the same thing. Now, if that's the case, then us and a couple of other teams as well have been denied goals. Uh, you know, goal difference is now altered irreparably for the season, and points have been lost irreparably mm-hmm. for yep. the season. I mean, the irony is, me and you on the podcast last week were discussing the penalty given against Doherty, and we were saying. You know, we were 5 now up or whatever it was. Mm. Therefore, we kind of brushing it off. But if that happened and it was 1-0 or, we, you know, we went on the lost game, we'd be furious. Yep, and it's well, exactly I happened, kind of, yep. And it has happened. Yep. And, and like I said earlier on, I really struggled all week to reconcile how I feel about football right now because of that. Because it's like eliminating the joy. Um, a VAR review for a goal has genuinely eliminated the joy of a goal now. Yeah. Like, a goal gets scored, I celebrate, I go, yes! And then I go, oh, is it onside? Did he? Did it brush past an arm? Mm-hmm. Did one of his leg hairs stray past the last defender? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I genuinely have that, and then I have to wait. And yeah, when it's given, it's now, it's not like a double celebration, it's like, oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. I, I and said, then you've yeah. got this. Sorry, mate. Just to finish, and then you got this situation now with this review for this handball. I'm like, there is literally nothing Eric Dyer could do. He's in the air. He's jumped. He's perfectly legal in what he's doing. He's jumped for the ball, and the ball's been struck into his arm, like with Lucas Moura last season with that goal for Kane that was scratched out. Nothing Lucas could do. They changed the rule in that basis. There's nothing Dyer can do here. So we have literally been punished for him having arms. Yeah, uh, and that's where I'm, that's where I'm struggling. That's where I'm, my struggle is. That, that's why, because I mean, I, I, I did. I said the analogy in that in that blog post I wrote uh, on yeah. the website as well that you know, like you look at maybe you know, let's say you're driving along and, and you and you hit a deer and you've got literally no chance to react to it. You it just jumps in front of you, bash. That's it. You call the police. They turn up. Yep, that's six points on your license and two hundred pound fine. What do you mean? Well, you know, we've we decided now that every time that you hit an animal, you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna because we don't know whose fault it is, we're just going to punish you. And and that is yeah. exactly what it's like. You'd be sitting there like going, you are having a laugh. Like, how have I, how am I being punished for some, like, I didn't have, I didn't, have, there's nothing I could have done. Absolutely. You could replay that same situation 500 times 
and I couldn't do a single thing differently if I tried. No. So, it, but yeah. so what, like, this is the thing. It's like you you are punished. You are penalised for doing it. Like, yeah. like in in life, in life in general, for, not it's just football, but in life. You're you're generally generally penalised or punished for doing something wrong, and if you if you're yeah. punished or penalised for doing nothing wrong or something that you've had yeah. zero control over, yeah. without wanting to sound like Danny Rose, it's unfair. It's just really <laughs> unfair. And it, and it's not. It's, I'm going to see Daniel. <laughs> yeah, but it but it really but it's this it's just yeah. that, that's that's the thing that upsets me the most. It's just yeah, unfair. Yeah. And and I and you know what you, you touched upon about the joy going at the game. Me and you were missing each other, just the two of us on WhatsApp and yeah. after the game. And and I was like, I was I obviously don't feel like it now because I've had time to reflect. Yeah. But at the time, I'm like. I don't. I just don't know if I can do this anymore. I just. It's it's no. killing me. You know. It's just not. Like like you say. And I mentioned this in in my blog post as well. And you and obviously you touched on this about the goal celebration. There is gonna yeah. like. I, I'm not. I, I I don't like making big leaps in arguments and like going off oh, from one extreme to another. But I can see it. Like in, if this carries on in ten years' time. No yeah. one's celebrating a goal. Just the ball going in the back no. of the net, silence, well, and then just everyone waiting, and then just maybe, like you say, two minutes later, it's gone in. Yeah, like you know, but not, but not yeah, that, not that. Um, it's that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, when something happens instantaneously, spontaneous. Yeah. It's taking the spontaneity out of it. You know, this what 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 better feeling is there in the world than either watching on telly or being at the game, seeing Kane get one ball on his chest. Banging it in, hitting the top corner, just going yes, and everyone just going mad and cutting each other. Yeah. That and, and that is it, being and taken then away. And then it gets ruled out because yeah. about five minutes earlier, someone accidentally brushed it with their hand. Yes, and and that's yeah. and it's being taken away, and that is so much of football that, that the reason why we love it so much, and they're taking that well, away, you know. Well, it, just just to conclude this argument then, because I think it's a great point you just made there, and it fits in quite nicely. The argument from the referees association around the penalties being given is it's good for the game. There's more goals, more excitement. Bollocks. Well, yeah. well, ladies and gentlemen, by that rationale, VAR is bad for the game. Exactly. Because you're ruling out goals. Exactly, and yeah. it's not any excitement. Yep. So you can't have it both ways. No, no. But anyway, we need to draw a line there. But there is a, a parallel from this into talking about the Chelsea game, which we'll move on to now, which is... I'm going to talk about me a little bit now, which is uh, self-indulgent, <laughs> but I think I need to share this and see if anyone else feel, felt the same way. Um, I, I, uh, you, you know this, but I, I snapped <laughs> about 33 minutes into the Tottenham Chelsea game. <laughs> um, it was purely from the Newcastle game. Honestly, it was absolutely from that, and that this feeling of I don't get football anymore. Do, mm, you know what I mean? It's yeah. this feeling of I don't feel this anymore I feel completely like done in disconnected from the game and I've had this in the past where I felt disconnected from Tottenham where I think I talked about it under AVB and Tim Sherwood I was like do you know what I'm so disconnected from them um, but I still love Tottenham I still love football so I was focusing on the youth teams Um, but now it's like I just feel like disconnected from the sport and we were 30-something minutes into the Chelsea game, and I was watching it, and, man, I had no joy at all from those... It was like half an hour of my life, and I was sat there, and all that was going through my head is, this is shit. Hmm? All we're doing is getting the ball, if we win it back ever, 
and we're kicking it forward to two guys who aren't centre forwards. They're running around like headless chicken. And don't get me wrong, I'm not faulting any of the players in that first half because they were all working hard. But we had no pattern to it. We had no seeming desire to keep hold of the ball. It was like trying to get a quick transition. Chelsea went 1-0 up from a stake from a left-back that I was being like over the moon, couldn't wait to see his debut, and then he makes a mistake and they score, and I'm like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that, that's, that pretty much sums up where I am right now. So I, I snapped, and I turned it off, and I got Dan to take over the updates for the Facebook page, which is why the halftime post was late, by the way. He sucks, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> even, even though I was angry and I went away, I checked to see what the halftime score was and noticed Spurs News hadn't even updated. I was appalled. <laughs> appalled. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I, I left it, literally, I, I grabbed myself a drink, um, I, I bought myself a bottle or something because I was celebrating an exam result, I passed an exam from my, my career recently. Well done, mate. So, yeah, thank you. So I thought, right, I'm going to have that, and then I just absolutely nailed into it, and I just, like, I don't want anything to fucking do with this, I, you know, because yeah. I'm ranting. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, ah, fucking stupid <laughs> Everyone, everyone can go fuck themselves. <laughs> So anyway, so I've completely left. So I've I've not watched, right? The second half, nothing. I then get this message from Dan going, we're actually doing quite well in the second half. And I'm like, well, I can't switch it back on now. Because <laughs> if I switch it back on and Chelsea score again, it's me. I'm a bloody jinx. Yes. So so I've left it off. I'm like, no, no, I can't switch it on. I then get another message. one all, Lamella. I'm like, no. <laughs> He's winding me up. He's winding me up. Have a quick glance on Twitter. No, 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 he's right. It is happening. I'm like, so I put everything away again. I'm like, nope, nope. I can't can't be looking at things. I can't be looking at things because if I look and then it's my fault. I can't watch it. I can't put it back on. So I carry on doing what I'm doing. I've got music on. I'm having a drink. I get another message ping up. It's gone to penalties. I'm like, oh, well, that's that then. We don't win penalty shootouts. We're like, we're like England. Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, penalty shootouts against Chelsea when you're a Tottenham fan are basically proof if there ever was proof needed that good does not always triumph against evil. All right? and, and God hates so, Spurs. <laughs> and God hates Spurs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole Old Testament against the Jews thing, I'm telling you. But anyway, I I am just there and I'm like, well, that's it then. So I, I put my phone down, right? I, lit, I, I mean, you're laughing at this because you you know me well enough, you know it's true. Yeah. I've slammed my phone down, ah, oh, fucking penalty shoot, we've lost again. I storm off, I'm like, I'm getting myself something to eat because I've been drinking for about two hours and I, the room's spinning, I had to wait for the kitchen to come round twice before I could make a sandwich. <laughs> so I've done that, I've come back in, sat down, oh bloody hell, so who missed then? I'm thinking, well, which which bugger's missed, which one's nosed it up? Tottenham win on penalties. <laughs> Not only did we win, all five of them buried Great them, like, penalties. Like they've been, I'm yeah. like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, five great panels. We've knocked Chelsea out. Um, I'm now like gone from being I hate football. Football's the worst thing in the world. I've never felt so disconnected in my life. To I'm in love with football. I think it's the greatest sport ever invented in the history of the world, and I love everyone who's ever celebrated a Tottenham goal with me. And where do I get my Gareth Bale tattoo? That's what you was thinking, weren't you? Do you know what, mate? I looked up a few parlors. Um, I've looked into it. And, you know. Because the thing was, I said, because I went back and looked, I said I'd get Bale and 11 on my back like it was a shirt. Yeah. Well, he's got nine. So yeah. I think technically that gets me out. Yeah, it does, yeah. 
yeah. There's a technicality in there, and everyone reads the small print. Um, so yeah, so basically the Chelsea game, like, I've got to admit to everyone, and I, and I apologise. Hopefully, I've made a few people laugh, and a few people have gone, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I snapped like an absolute frigging twig, man. And yeah. the funny thing is, is I've sat through ninety plus minutes of us playing far worse than that. So it was purely the Newcastle game. <laughs> it yeah. was purely what happened at the end of that game, combined with the opening half hour of that one. I just no, I was done. It is a question um, for you, Sam. Uh, uh, yeah. I know it might be a sub- subliminal thing, but do you yeah. think the lack of crowd made a difference to your mental, your attitude? I, it? I do. Yeah, I actually do. I, I really do. I think it's making an impact for everything mm. because I think I'm feeling. Um, do you know, I, I never got to go to... As, I, when I was younger, in my 20s, I got to go to quite a few games um, because probably less responsibility in my life and <laughs> more free time. Um, but now I'm older with the distance and everything. It's, it's a real ball ache, to be quite honest. You know, it's a train there, train there, tube there, um, you know, walk up there. By the time I get home, it's like 1, 2 in the morning, you know, just, just for a home game. It's quite, mm. it's quite an excursion. So, but I do, you know, go... And do you know what? Just recently... I've had that real, oh, I'm really missing it. I, I actually, you know, like the minute they say, okay, everyone, here's a vaccine. COVID-19's gone, forked itself. That's, you know, life is back to the new normal. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm going to be there with bells on, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just to be in a crowd again, just to like to scream the referee's a wanker with 20,000 people agreeing with me, you know? It's, 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 it needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I do, I think you're right. I do think it affected me. And I think, um, I because I, it had that fake crowd noise on for the Tottenham-Chelsea game and I couldn't turn it off. And that was really aggravating me because it is crap. It's like Chelsea have scored and yet they're playing come on you Spurs by the Spurs fans. I'm like, Shut the... F- Trust me, there'd be 20,000 people yelling, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now. yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah so no, I, I, I do find it odd. I do find it weird. Um, I just find it makes it more stale. So, like, when it, when you're not playing too well as well, it just makes it... It, like, heightens everything. It just heightens how it doesn't feel right. I mean, tonight we're playing Maccabi Hafi, or whatever they're called. Um, sounds like one of those dodgy coffees you get, you know. <laughs> yeah, like one of those one of those places where you go in and just order a coffee, and they look at you like you're an idiot. But you have to order like, oh, okay, I want a mocha chocolate waka locka flappuccino with a double whatever, and they're like, oh, okay. If I ever, if I ever once uh, own a coffee shop, I'm going to call it Maccabi Harvey now. <laughs> you should, you should do that. Thank you. Yeah, um, I've probably just been really insulting, but I didn't mean to be. Um, so yeah, I mean that's tonight and. I mean, that's going to be weird again. Um, you know, watch that game, which typically a Europa League qualifier is kind of flat anyway. Um, so without, you know, without even a crowd of a few thousand giving it giving it earache, it's going to be weird. Um, especially when they got Man United next, so the players are going to have one eye on that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, but I mean, the, the key thing for the Chelsea game is we did win and we're into the quarterfinals of the League Cup. And I've got to be quite honest with you, I did not, predict us winning that game no um i mean there's some uh, one big positive to come out of it is the next one's not till De- uh, not being played till december so we yeah, can forget about yeah, that for a while we're done with that yeah, yeah. Did, did you uh i know obviously you said you didn't you didn't watch the penalties live but have you watched them since 
I have, and I, I can't get over it. It's fun, just, isn't it funny how everyone went to the goalkeeper's right? It was almost like they was yeah. daring each other. And then who's the one player that goes to the goalkeeper's left? Yeah. Kane. He's like, look, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, and this is something that's funny. Um, I had a message. One of my friends, he's a, he's a Chelsea fan, right? And he messaged me. He said, of every manager I've ever had at Chelsea and every manager or anything, he said, there's one guy in a one-off game you'd want to be your manager. He said, that's Jose Mourinho. Yeah. He said, because in a one-off game, that's a knockout game. He's a guy who can just set something up. He can do something. Or he'll put a tactic in place or he'll drill the players to do something and, and they'll win it. And he messaged me when it went to penalties. And I didn't read it until later on. And he messaged me, he said, oh, I bet you're a lot of better at penalties now. Mm. And, and I have no idea if this is a Jose thing. I've got no idea if he's done drills with them because knockout games don't have extra time this season. It goes straight to pens. I have no idea. But the fact that the level of penalties taken in that game was something I've not seen from a Tottenham team ever. Mm. Like, ever. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, it was like they all were, walked up there with... We hit it low. We hit it hard into this corner, and and we're gonna score. And they did. Yeah. And I mean, Harry is just. I I I never doubt that he's gonna score. He's, um, yeah. When he misses, I'm in shock. Yeah. He's, he's, I know. I know. I know. I always compare him to to play like you know to other sort of players that are, have got that unnerving sort of um, yeah. ability, but he just has. You just. It's, yeah. it's just like it, you just like you say if he misses you're like what the actual fuck do you yeah. know what I mean like he, yeah. he never it does he never yeah. misses you know yeah. he's got such uh, accuracy with the ball yeah the pen- pen- penalties I mean you know he steps up and you're just like well that's a goal yes <laughs> um, yeah it's almost like yeah, that uh, you, you think like that don't you Ian? you do I mean I, I saw um, a goalkeeper recently was talking about I can't remember who it was but it was a Premier League goalkeeper not, not like a first choice like a reserve and he said he said, when you face um, certain players for penalties, he said, you can study them. He said, oh, this guy likes to go to the right. Occasionally, he'll go to the left, but he likes to go to the right. So you've got in your mind a kind of clear picture, mm. low to your right, low to your left, maybe. And you look at their run-up, and you try and guess which way they're going to go. He said, it is guesswork. He said, but you can educate yourself to do it. And he picked out Harry Kane. He said, but Harry's impossible. He said, because we've studied him and his ratio for where he hits penalties is the same in every angle. Mm. He smashes them top left, top right, bottom right, bottom left as much as he does anywhere else. Yeah, he, It's like Harry just is so accurate. It's almost like in his run up, he's thinking mm, there. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And also, did you notice as well? Because obviously with the... Um... With the with the ground being silent, with no fans, mm. if I'm, I might be, I might sta- I stand correct uh, to be corrected, but I'm pretty sure that his is the only penalty that when it went in, you heard that rattle, yeah. you know, of the framework yeah. going because no, of the power. Exactly what you mean, yeah. Well, it, it's, when he hits it cleanly, and like you said, in stadiums that there's like an echo currently, it sounds like a bloody gunshot. Yeah, it's just the power of it, and that rattle as it hits yeah. the net. And I swear that was the only one that made that noise. Because, yeah, so 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 even it's if beautiful. but so like say like a goalkeeper can study Harry Kane's penalties for the for the you know they can yeah. spin but and it doesn't matter still, not gonna know. still dive no. the right way but with that power you wouldn't even reach no. it would you you know you you what I got taught when taking penalties as a kid is if you hit it low and hard goalkeepers have got to get down and if you hit it hard enough it's going to go in yeah um but Kane I think does that and then every now and again yeah, I'll go top left yeah, yeah <laughs> just for left. change yeah, but yeah. he hits it so bloody hard yeah I mean like some keepers see it go past them before they die see I, I remember the um, that goal he scored um, 
against I think it was Dortmund when we was we won the first game at home quite convincingly and yes. then we won the second one one yeah. 0 and I remember that goal just the the yeah. the, the, goal, the goal just the actual goal itself rattled because it's just a yeah. hardy hit. Yeah, and the keeper was like just stood there. And <laughs> yeah. I remember that because he hit it so hard, and it was like that shouldn't have gone in. No, you know that that was like a weird sort of goal. But yeah. when you watched it in real time, it was like, well, no wonder what the keeper did. Power. By the time, by the time he set himself, like, oh right, it's Kane. He's gonna have a oh, it's gone. It's in. gone. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. All right then. Yeah, and that he is. He is a very, very good player, and sometimes we take it for granted. I think, but this season especially, seeing the way he sets Sonny up, his range of passing in that role, and then he's just yeah, he is so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, seeing Gareth Bale celebrate the penalty shootout win was also kind of nice. Um, you know, the last time I saw him cel- watching his team in the stands, he was asleep with a mask over his eyes. Um, he seems a lot more, a lot happier. A lot more engaged. <laughs> <our> stadium. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he enjoyed himself. He's back training today with the lads. Um, his first session with the team. Um, so that was good. Um, it shows that he's he is on track to where everyone says he was. Um, he's not going to go away with Wales. Um, Ryan Giggs protecting him. Jose Mourinho's probably absolutely over the moon with that. Especially given that Gareth Southgate today seems to be indicating that Harry's going to play all three bloody games. Mm. Um, I like Gareth Southgate. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't dislike him, but at the same time, I, I, I find it mind-boggling that when you play a system with a striker and you've got Harry Kane, who's got a history over the last few years of breaking down, yeah. knowing Tottenham's schedule for the start of this season, why, oh, why you wouldn't at least let Calvert-Lewin play one of the three games. I mean, don't get me wrong, that might be what happens. But mm. he's, his press conference where he's had, a, he's had a go at Jose today in a kind of, oh, I'm smiling, so I'm not being nasty. He was being shitty. Yeah. He was having a right pop at him. Um, so, yeah, the club versus country thing is going to become a bit of an issue there. I think uh, Eric Dyer and Harry Winks have also been called up to the England squad. Um, Eric Dyer, of course, who um, is now... A very, very, um, what's the word? Uh, cult hero, perhaps, for basically taking a shit during a London derby in a League Cup game and returning to the field. Do you know what? Like, one thing that struck me is why does that not happen more often? <laughs> well, see, now when you're playing sport and you're dehydrated, you very rarely need to go to the toilet. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I have I don't have an answer to that. I really was in shock at the whole thing when I read about it afterwards. I'm like, what? I really missed the second half that you just can't do. But of course, it has given rise to a new song I've heard, which is, uh, you know, um, beating Chelsea on a Tuesday night. Eric Dyer, he had to go for a shite. <laughs> oh, what a feeling, what a night. Um <laughs> So I, uh, I I can't wait for the stadium to open. Sixty thousand belt in that out should be fun. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I I can't I can't say enough about how great that was. What a wonderful feeling to kind of re-energize me, get back into things. Um. The the next thing I want to sort of move on to um is transfers because the window closes on Monday. Uh, this is the first of October today, which is a Thursday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday at 11 p.m. UK, the window for international transfers into the into the UK is done. 
it opens then a two-week window just for domestic deals. Um, vast majority of those, I'd imagine, are going to be loans kicking around. Um, it looks like we are pushing hard to try and get a striker in. And reports today are that we have done a deal with Benfica for their Brazilian striker. Um, he's probably unpronounceable. I'm not even going to try it. But yeah. Um, and it's going to be a season-long loan uh, with a fee agreed you know, for next summer, providing all the sort of conditions are met, so to speak. Uh, it's a work permit pending, though. So I think it's kind of been agreed. He'll get his medical done. And then we're probably going to have a bit of a deadline day panic because that's how it happens with Tottenham. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've been looking up this guy and I, I don't think I can pronounce his name either. But what is quite... Did you, did you Danny Rose him? I Danny Rose him. But, the, but what's quite nice. interesting is, uh, you know, um, yeah. big players like having, like for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, he, he calls himself CR7, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, this yeah. guy likes wearing the number 95 on the back of his shirt. Have you heard this story? No. Right, no. so he likes wearing number 95. That's what he's... Is the number he has, so he calls himself okay. V95. Okay. V95 is penis enlargement cream. <laughs> <laughs> it worries me slightly. I, I have so many questions. One, how do you know that? Um, two, surely we're not going to let him have 95 on the back. How many of his like, like the to answer the first question, it's through an article I saw. I've got no idea. Yeah, Trust yeah, me, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't need I don't, the other, maybe the other I, way. To, I, you know, I, to... I read it for the articles. <laughs> I've read this before. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but yeah, V ninety five. Yeah. Uh, could you send me that article when read that? I mean, oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, uh, no, I hadn't. That's that's amazing. Um, well, for a start, I hope whoever's in charge of marketing in PR at Tottenham goes no. No, you're not having ninety five. <laughs> this time mate. no no yeah you can have number 18 and like it yeah. <laughs> um, or whatever whatever shirt they give him uh, yeah oh no no I, I need to not think about that so thank you thank you for that um to be honest with you as long as he does the job um by all accounts and it's come from a journalist that I, that I trust with contacts at the club he is very much jose's first choice so Tottenham made a move for him right at the start of the window and were told no go. Benfica then got knocked out of the qualifiers for the Champions League and have since then sold their central defender to Man City and are now, you know, offloading this striker to us. So um I've yeah, got I've got full Jose's score, mate. No, I was just gonna say if it's Jose's first choice striker, then Daniel Levy this window is really done over and above any expectation I had for for this transfer window or any transfer window. Um, he's addressed every issue in the squad that Jose highlighted, plus added Gareth Bale. Do you, do you know what? I was talking to um I was talking to a guy who um who I saw at the train station a couple of times, uh big yeah. Spurs fan, he's wearing a Spurs jacket. Now he told yeah. me a theory, right, and I loved it, but uh, when I told Vicky, my wife, about it, she was like, that just yeah. sounds ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, don't, don't <laughs> okay. kill it for me. But the, Go the theory goes that Bezos has basically said, look, I'm going to be taking over the club. Here's a little yeah. sneaky 200 million. Right, spend it for me. Right? <laughs> get, 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 get the club to where I want it to be. And then when I take yeah. over, it'll be a lot easier for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> because there's no other reason why Levy spending this amount of money it doesn't make any logical sense or it goes against the feeling of what Levy, who Levy is and what Levy does. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yes, mate. I think that's definitely going to happen. Well, that's what that's what Vic, makes you feel very. Yeah, that's what Vicky says. She was like, "Why would he yeah. do that?" And I'm like, "Because you know, if he's going to be taking over, then like, yeah, he's gone. Look, here's a little. Look, I've got billions. Yeah. He, this guy makes yeah. is it ten million every hour or something? Don't. don't it, it makes me want to cry. Yeah. Um. He uh, unfortunately any in any money invested in the club like that would have to be declared. You wouldn't be able to do it, spend it, and then declare oh, it. Oh, Sam, Man City so... get away with it. They can get away with it. There's way... <laughs> look, Be- Bezos has got the... Look, if Man City have got good lawyers, Bezos has got better lawyers. Oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, screw it. Yeah, that sounds pleasurable. Yeah, I'm on board. Why not? Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Vicky laughed like that as well. I don't like... I thought yeah. it was a really good, like, exciting theory. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, I'm sure she is laughing how you've got the... V95 cream. Anyway, the, um, I, I am. Um, wow, see, my mind is gone. Now. I, you know, I, do you know what? Between There's, penis the... enlargement cream and Bezos yeah. investing money into Tottenham on the sly. Well, every every smart thing I had lined up to say is gone, gone. And my head is now just full of stupid jokes. Oh dear, what are you doing to me? <laughs> um, okay. Some time ago, right, before in the summer, and we're going to sound really smart now, so so embrace this theory more, me and you had a chat on this podcast about how me and you thought, actually, this window could be Daniel Levy's dream. Yes. Because everybody's got money problems, everybody's got cash flow issues, so everybody's looking to do deals. Mm. And if there's anybody in this marketplace who's good at doing this wheeling, dealing deals, it's him. Yes. Just before the window opened, Tottenham announced that they did take government funding to cover all of their overheads and everything going into the 2020-21 season. Now, that funding has probably allowed the club to use the transfer kitty for transfers. Mm. Um, you know, because if they didn't have that funding, then they probably would have had to have put that towards that. Um, the actual spend this window is about less than 50 million that's mad isn't it i i know 50 million sounds like you know t- to me you that that's life changing yeah, yeah. but for a football club keep in mind the summer before we spent about 150 million uh, so this summer i think we've recruited better than we've recruited in a long time absolutely yeah um if we manage to sign a striker, you know, it looks like it's nearly done. And if by deadline day we manage to bring in a central defender as well, uh, Skriniar from Inter Milan still very much talks going. going. Um, Inter Milan are playing hardball, we're playing hardball. It should go right the deadline day. That's always fun. Mm. Um, I That would be seven signings. Wow. Joe, the last time the last time we did that was when we sold Bale. Yep, yep. <laughs> and now he's part of the seven coming back, which is very strange but they're a lot better in terms of we're signing players that Jose has really kind of gone this is what I need this will give me balance back you know to the to this squad um it's kind of insane really to me yeah and and also and I know I've mentioned this before but what I like is not only has he uh, recruited players that 
fit positions that we needed. Yeah. But it's the attitude of the players. You know, you, you, well, you, yeah, they're you, all coming in wanting to win stuff. Yeah, and not just that, yeah. but I mean, you, you look at, I mean, maybe not so much with Bal, but especially with Hart, Hoybier, and uh, Doherty, these are three very loud characters. You know, yeah. and, 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 I, and I, again, I know I said this before, but. I just think you look at Chelsea when he was managing when he was managing Chelsea and they just won things for fun. That dressing room was full of characters, and yeah. and, and and that's exactly what we've. And, and I think as the season progresses, you'll it'll feel like we're watching a different Spurs, even though we've 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 made relatively few sight. Like you know, we've still got the core of the yeah. team from the previous years. Have, I, yeah. I do think we'll see a different kind of team. I, I think we're I think we're seeing these changes already. When I watched those penalties back, did you notice Lloris was getting right in their face, the yeah, Chelsea players? Yeah. Uh, you know, under under Pochettino, right? And I love that man. Everything that happened in that era I I'm on board with. This is no criticism at all. Hugo Lloris would have just stood his ground, taken the penalties and done it. Yeah. Under Jose, he's given it Right, kid, which way are you going? Left yeah, or right? Yep. Oh, you're going to go right. All right, I can look. You're nervous. Mm-hmm. And I know that. I know there's a lot of people looking at it going, oh, that ain't on really. But there's this part of me that's like, oh, Sam. such great shit housing. Yes, it's, <laughs> mate, it's a, it's, it's a dark arts. Like, you know, yeah. we, we we did a, was it, did we do a podcast? Was we, st- uh, was we doing a podcast? A long time ago yeah. we got knocked out of Europe and you were just like, a Juventus game. Juventus knocked us out and they were like, kings of dark arts yes. that night we were so much better than them over those two legs I mean so much better I mean Dembele looked like the best player on the planet in those two games and you were bang on afterwards and even Mauricio Pochettino pointed it out like you know we got to get more streetwise we got to get you know better at this there isn't a manager better in the world at this crap no. than him and no. you can see it in the players already I tell you who's developed well. Hoybier is a player I was really pleased we signed. Really rated him from every time I saw him, and his start in our shirt was not good. <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, no. I, I, you know, I argued with so many people about his signing, saying, look, this guy's going to be big for us. And people kept telling me, oh, no ambition signing players like him. So when he started really poorly, I was kind of like, oh, this is hell. This, mm. this is my idea of hell. But I've watched him the last couple of games he's played, and the guys look phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And he is doing everything that we've not had for a long time. He also has this brilliant ability, which some of it, like Kante does, which is he'll commit fouls on a regular basis, and the referee don't book him. Mm, mm. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he like brings yeah. people down, and he does it in this kind of like, oh, did he? Did he fall? Yeah. Oh, was that me, sir? Yeah, yeah. And the referee's like, oh yeah, you nudged him, but I can see it wasn't, you know. I can see it wasn't you hacking him down, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> no. yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, he, he really is adding something to us. Um, I don't think me and you can move away from transfers without talking about two um, two more things. The first one of them is Deli Alley. Um, the press, of course, are just feeding frenzy on this, that Deli's not getting picked by Jose. Not only is he not making a team, he's not even making the squads. Um, now, we played tonight in the Europa League. A very good chance Deli will be involved. If he's not, I mean, the guy's gone. And he, something's happened behind the scenes that none of us are aware of. Because I cannot picture in a million years how he doesn't make the squad tonight, you know? Yeah, do you, do you know what? I, I 
obviously, probably like most Spurs fans, I've been, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Like most of us don't know what's going on, do we? We can have people that that we've got contacts that can give us clues and stuff, but yeah. I think most of us are guessing what, what what's happening. But well, it's it's silent on this. Yeah, like, everyone I know's got like decent in inside and everything. Are just going. Don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and, and 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 again, this is just me just thinking of like you know what could it possibly be, and it could be I could be completely wide of the mark here when I say this, but part of me thinks that, and again, this is going to go back to Mourinho, uh, and and I always I mean I know Mourinho's managed a lot of clubs, but for me I always feel like Chelsea was the club that he made you know he really yeah. made his name and he won a lot of trophies and he had all them players. Yep. And I, I get the feeling, right, that so he's brought in he's brought in players like Hoybier, Hart, Doherty, um, Bow as well, uh, Reggion. I know Reggion, Reggion seems like really sort of an excitable young kid, but 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 on yeah. the whole, I feel like he's brought in men, right? Now I'm I'm not saying that. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, yep. I'm not saying Delhi's a, not a man. Right? I appreciate that, right? He's 24 years. He's a man, yeah, but yeah. Like when you watch that documentary, like like when you watch that that documentary, there's Delhi sitting on the um, on the treatment table asking people what their favourite chocolate bars are. Yeah, now that that for me felt very Love Islandy. Felt very like uh, you know if he was like not that I watched Love yeah. Island because my missus watches it, but occasionally I sit indoors and yeah, like, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. V ninety five. Right, so you're you're getting you're getting fellas looking looking the business like Delhi looks the business, and they're talking about their favourite chocolate bars and things like that. I get the feeling that Mourinho wants players, he wants men there, he wants men that can give a fuck what chocolate bar you eat. Do you know what I mean? That kind of yeah. that kind of attitude, and, and 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 I just feel like maybe he's just he he's like he needs to mould a squad that are just going to be men that are going to win things like you know they're single-mindedly win things and maybe he's tried with Delhi and and he's just not he's not he's appreciated that Delhi is who Delhi is and that's just not going to fit into that mould I, I don't know I might be completely wide of the mark but for me it just like unless there's been a massive falling out which I, which there could have been and I haven't heard of it it it's kind of there's there has to be a reason why he's being he's being like uh, f- almost frozen out. Do you do you know what I mean? The the, the overwhelming feeling I have is that he doesn't think Delhi works hard enough. I mean, he said it in the documentary. You're lazy, mm. and and he he was quite you know abrupt with him about. And to be honest with you, it was kind of hard hitting actually. Me watching that, they, they had a meeting one to one, didn't they? And he said to him. You know, yesterday I was 22, 23. Today I'm 50, whatever. He's like, that's how it feels. Like, yesterday, boom. I don't know about you, mate, but that that hit me, you know, a bit like, yeah, that is how it feels. Like, yesterday I finished school. I was 18, 19. I had the world at my feet. And then, boom, <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was trying to drive the point to Delhi. That, Look, you don't want to finish your football career and have everyone go, oh, he was. He had so much potential as a kid. Isn't it a shame he never made this or did this, did this? And Delhi, like said afterwards in interviews, like you know, I took that on board. You know, I, everything he said to me. A lot of people might think he was being harsh. I took it as constructive and everything. So it felt to me like from all of that, everyone was on the same side. You went into preseason. Delhi was training. Delhi was playing all the preseason friendlies. He started the first game, and then he hooked him. And since then. You know, you almost feel like when he subbed him, he said like, "Oh, what do you know?" or something. And Jersey went right. That's it. You ain't playing for me again until you sort your head out. 
And then yesterday in a press conference, he says Delhi has been a model professional during this. Yeah, but do, do, do you know what? For me, right? I, I, and, and I think with this, I think the reason what, like, again, this is just guesswork on my end. I, I don't know. It's just me trying to work yeah. out what's going on. As, as soon as, as soon as, if or if uh, Jose was ever to say, look, he just doesn't yeah. fit into, into my into my system. That's twenty yeah. million you could knock off Delhi's. Uh, price yeah straight away yeah, you're right you know yeah. they they need it needs to be seen publicly that yeah. that he's a he's a major part of the of the team but listen like you know I, i've watched uh pre uh, pre, pre pre-match uh, press conferences where mm. or not even pre-match like the day before and um they'll say is so-and-so playing and Mourinho will say yes he's, he's, he's going to be playing now with yeah. delhi they said he's going to be playing he's like maybe he is maybe he isn't now that that doesn't yeah. strike me as someone who's like you know, he know um, Jose knows who's playing tonight. He knows. He does know. Yeah, um, and he would say it if if Dilly was playing. He would say it. But don't you feel that sometimes when the press make a big deal out of something, Jose likes to take the piss? Yeah, no, he, he, yeah, and and he do, you know, he do you know like if behind the scenes, let's just play a different scenario. If behind the scenes, the two of them have had a bit of a you know, bit of a running over something. Delhi's now got his head down, he's training, and Jose and him have had a chat, and he's gone, right, okay, I'm going to give you another shot against Maccabi Hafe. You know, you ain't leaving. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> forget all the rumours, you ain't leaving. Daniel Levy said, he sat on high, and Daniel Levy said, I ain't selling him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we've got a homegrown player's problem as it is. He ain't going anywhere. Jose's gone, right, okay, boss, he's definitely staying. So he said, look, you're here for the season, whatever you feel about me, let's get on. He's been a model professional, I, I think Jose's got about him to go, but by the way, when I go in the press conference, I'm going to wind these bastards right up. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because he's he's got that kind of <clears throat> uh, antagonistic bit about him where it's almost like, oh, I've got no one to fight with today. Oh, I know, I'll start a fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing yeah. with Mourinho, isn't it? I mean, you look at him, he's won everything there is to be won. He's yeah. a multi, multi-million. He gets paid £30 million yeah. a year for by us. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's obviously the fire is still there, but oh, yeah, but definitely. but when but when you've when you've when you when you it's a bit like you know Alex Ferguson used to be the same, didn't he? he used to yeah. play around with the, with the, uh, the press yeah. and stuff. You know, it's just you can when you when you when you've been in yeah. the game as long as him. And also, people forget. I mean, Jose has a history in clubs like Chelsea with Eden Hazard, Man United with Pogba, uh, now with Tottenham. Last season it was on Dombele. This season it's Dele. Um, he has this attitude. He has this ability to wind people up. Yeah. And in in his mind, I think he's thinking, get angry. You mm. know? Go out there and prove to me that I'm an asshole. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. You know, go out there and come off that pitch, look me in the face, and go, I dare you not to pick. Me yeah. Next week. Completely. That and is, that's what yeah. he wants. And it feels like with Delhi, it feels like he's trying to just get him to this kind of. Come on, kid. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. almost like he'd like him to go out and get sent off. And, and I know that sounds stupid, but it's almost like go out there, kick someone, do something to show me that you actually really want this. Yeah, and, and do you know, and, oh, yeah, yeah I was going to say that that plays into my theory then because yeah. you maybe that's what Mourinho's thinking. He's like, I don't want yeah. you, you know, talking about, like, no, and again, I'm picking on this one specific moment, like, you know, because obviously, no, no. but I, I don't want you bothering about stupid things. I want you to just. This is what you know. If you if we're going to win a trophy, this is what, where I want you to be. And you, and 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 maybe by winding him up enough, he can get him to that place where he's the man that wants to win trophies with Spurs. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it it definitely play out soon enough. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, 
I, I'd like Delhi to say. I know. I know. Um, we chat about it in the admin quite a lot, and Dan. Dan's quite happy because he feels his form hasn't been good enough for the last couple of years. That if an offer comes in, he'd happily let him go. I mean, for for me, I, I've got an attachment to Delhi, um, and that's that's my problem. I shouldn't get attached to these people, Matt. I shouldn't get attached to them. It's, <laughs> it's a dangerous thing. Um, there's one last thing we need to talk about before we wrap this up, okay? Because I this needs addressing. Because if this happens. I generally don't know how I'm going to feel, so I'm hoping you can say smart things to me to to make me feel better about it. Um, two days ago, there was a crazy transfer rumour that Tottenham were considering a move for Rudiger from Chelsea. Um, I laughed my ass off at the sheer notion that, one, we'd buy a player from Chelsea, two, Chelsea would sell a player to us, three, that a player accused our fans of being racist towards him would want to join our club. It's now everywhere being reported that the clubs have had contact. There's an initial loan, possibly, with a with a commitment to buy next summer. Um, I'm hoping, against all hope, this is agent staff, this is the club, putting that out there to put Inter Milan on notice that, look, if you're going to play hardball, we've got another option. But... I don't know how I'd feel if we signed him. Well, actually, I do know how I'd feel, and it ain't good. Is that because of the incident last season? It's it's to do with the incident. One, I, I don't actually think he's as good as defender as he thinks he is. Um, I, I've I've watched him play a lot because Chelsea are featured on TV a lot, and I've never I've never been a massive fan of him as a player. So you know, whether he was at Man United, you know, wherever he was in the world, I wouldn't look at him and go, "Yeah, I'm excited by that signing." But the incident last season, yeah, man, that's that's left a pretty, you know, because I don't hold malice against him. If he thinks he heard racist abuse against him, he was right to report it. What I don't like is the fact that it was investigated. It was, like, investigated again. Chelsea insisted on independent people viewing it. They viewed it. Nobody could find anything. And yet you've got a reporter who won't let it drop because he's got an agenda against Mourinho. We all know who that prick is. <laughs> and you've got this player in Rudiger who has doubled down on it and has said on the record several times, I know what I heard. They know they were doing it. And, you know, Tottenham fans have tried to say this about Chelsea fans. Are the, you know, Tottenham have got a problem with racism. He has said all of these things. How can we as a club consider buying that player? But moreover, why would he sign for us if he genuinely thinks that's true? Why would you go to a club where, oh yeah, they racially abused me? I know, I'll go and sign for them. Yeah, it it, it doesn't make any sense. And mate, I'd love to give you some some white words that you asked for, but yeah. it's it's an odd one. It's a really really odd one. Like. Like you say, we like when was when's the last? I think the last time, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time we had any dealings with Chelsea was when we bought Cudicini off them, and I think he was coming to the end of his career anyway. So it wasn't like it was a. Yeah, I I never remember was Galas signed from them or was he released? Oh, maybe maybe it's Galas. Yeah, maybe we got him then from Chelsea, but we no, we don't. I, we... I can't remember. I I I don't think because after the Frank Frank Arneson thing. The two clubs have basically been at war, and then they tried to take Modric off us, which didn't go down well. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I just cannot. There's like no logic in this. Whatsoever. No, that's the problem, isn't it? Is it there the is no more logic. It gets reported, the more I'm like, oh, please don't. It's just that, odd, that isn't would, it? 
Yeah, that would feel very wrong on a number of levels. Uh, but mate, I mean that's that's everything. Um, I've tried my best to be fast this week because I knew we had time constraints. Um, one last thing before we go: at the time of recording this, at five p.m. on the first of October, we have not kicked off in our Europa League knockout playoff. What's going to be the score tonight? Do you think we should do a, a, a two 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 lots like we normally do? So like, <laughs> like so people are listening so afterwards. Like if we've won. If we've lost, all right, yeah. go on, go on. And so if, if we win tonight, uh, what a great performance. Um, couldn't, couldn't get over how well everyone played. Harry Kane banging in his hat-trick and grabbing himself by the cocks, probably going to get a punishment, <laughs> but I thought it was phenomenal and well justified. Yeah, and also as well, look, we're in the, we're in the Europa League proper now, aren't we? So, we, yeah. we, again, like you know, we, we took the piss out of Arsenal for, for being in the Europa League, but... Yeah, look, you know, we, we're in it to win it, and we, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we're in it, and I'm glad we've, we've we've beaten them, and we're now through, and we can now, you know, enjoy a few yeah, games in the Europa League. I completely agree, man. Thursday night football is the the best. Yes. Best night of football, we know that. Completely, yeah. Okay, so do you want to um do you want to record one if we've lost? Let's go for the lost one, yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll um I'll edit cool. whichever in. Cool. All right, yeah, okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> To be honest with you, mate, you could tell the lads just wanted to throw that game. They don't want to be in the Europa League. I mean, what sort of wanker wants to play on a Thursday night? I mean, that's a shite night for football. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, Europa League, shit, in it? Let's just leave it to Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, they, they enjoy yeah. being in it. Look, we're, we're concentrating yeah. on getting the Champions League this season. Forget that yeah. shit Europa League. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Um, utter bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, mate. Perfect. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. It is the international break, but we'll be back. We'll discuss, uh, obviously, the Europa League. We'll discuss whoever we've drawn in the Europa, uh, the League Cup quarterfinals, because that draws tonight as well. And, of course, we'll discuss the Man United game, which is coming up this Sunday. Uh, until then, everyone continue to take care in these mad upside-down COVID times. We'll speak soon. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News.